Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The title of my word this morning is, It's in the Name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Everything is in his name. Everything is subject to his name. Hallelujah. Let's go to Philippians chapter 2, verse 9. That's where we'll start. It says, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. That the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Every knee bows to the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We sing a song here sometimes, and you've probably heard it. It says, and then the, one of the things sentences in the song is he breaks every chain he breaks every chain well someone was singing it one day up here on the platform and I heard and I know the song but I heard something different I heard heard him say he breaks every name every name every name that exalts itself against God Jesus breaks it Poverty exalts itself against the knowledge of God. The name of Jesus breaks that. Limitations. Limitations exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Jesus breaks that. So right now, in the name of Jesus, y'all stretch your hand toward these young people. In the name of Jesus, we break every limitation off of you. In the name of Jesus, you are not limited. In the name of Jesus, you are not limited. You are not limited. And we break that off of you in the name of Jesus. I declare you will accomplish mighty things for God. Mighty things for God. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We give you praise, Jesus. We give you praise, Jesus. Let's go to John chapter 1, verse 1. Hallelujah. John chapter 1, verse 1. 
says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 14, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. That's what, we're what they were singing about this morning. The Word was made flesh. That Mary, did you know? That's what that's talking about. The Word of God, Jesus, was born and made flesh upon the earth so we could see the Word of God in action. We could literally see Him. Literally see the Word of God being the Word of God. Hallelujah. See, when we speak in the name of Jesus, we release life. We release life. In the name of Jesus, the power of heaven is released upon the earth. That's why when we pray and we say, in the name of Jesus, that's calling on heaven. That's calling on heaven. That's calling on heaven. That's, that's inviting heaven to invade our circumstance. Philippians 2, that's the first scripture that I started with. 2.9, which says, For God hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. In the name of Jesus, we have salvation. There's no other name which we can be saved under except the name of Jesus. That's, find that in Acts 4.12. It's freedom in the name of Jesus. It says, who the Son set free is free indeed. In other words, there is freedom. There is no bondage in Jesus. We are not bound just because we live here. We do. We have that mindset. People do. I live in a small town. God can't use me. I live in a small town. I can't accomplish much. That is a lie straight from the pits of hell. Anything is possible with God. Anything. Anything is possible with God. I, uh, I think I preached here one several months ago. No, I shared something on Facebook. I shared a scripture. It's been several months ago. And I got a like and a comment from somebody. And I said, well, who is this person? I didn't know who they were. It was someone, literally, because I looked them up to see where they were from. They were literally halfway around the world. I'm talking about way around there. You can accomplish anything. You're not limited by where you are. We're not limited. Healing is in the name of Jesus. Physical healings in the name of Jesus. Mental healings in the name of Jesus. 
Spiritual healing is in the name of Jesus. All of it. The complete package. Deliverance is in the name of Jesus. Now, I know some people may not think there's this need for deliverance today, but you know those, that legion of demons that Jesus cast out and they went into the pigs? And the pigs, you know, a pig is a nasty animal. If you've been around pigs, they'll eat anything, they'll wallow in anything. They're a nasty animal. The pigs couldn't stand the demons in them to the point that they run themselves off a cliff. That tells you something. So, if there's no need for deliverance, explain to me where those demons went to. They're still here. They're still here. They'll be here until Jesus till God cast them into the lake of fire. So, yeah, they're still here. Blessings is in the name of Jesus. Wisdom is in the name of Jesus. When you don't know what to do, pray. The thing is, that's prayer should come first, but I've been exactly there. I've tried other things until I exhaust myself and then pray. Prayer should be first. Pray. When we don't know what to do, pray. And it doesn't mean that I don't know what to do. As far as just the service goes, that means in everyday life. That's one thing I love about Chris. You talk to her, she prays about everything. Okay, God, how do I fix this? And God answers. We have not because we ask not. He doesn't, care, doesn't just concern himself with giving us a revelation of his word. He cares about everything that we do, Elder Eloise. He cares. I've told you, I've, I've, had, I've prayed before of taking something off of one of my vehicles and I couldn't get a bolt out. Get frustrated. Laying on your back. Finally, after struggling, okay, God, how do I reach this? And I'm talking about just like that. Do this. Put this together, stick, and it'll go right through there. He cares, but he will let you lay there on the ground on your back and stay frustrated. He says, ask. He does care. And there is victory in the name of Jesus. Victory. Victory in the name of Jesus. Look at Matthew tw chapter 2, verse 1. See, sometimes we think God doesn't, we don't want to worry with God with something. God says, ask. 
He says, ask. You're not worrying him. He's a big God. He can handle it. He's a multitasker. He's the ultimate multitasker, Pastor Tim. <laughs> I mean, I think if he knows the number of hairs on my head, he cares about everything else as well. Matthew 2, verse 1. So now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod, the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Wise men seek him. Wise men sought him. But nowadays, wise men seek him. You hear that? Wise men seek him. Say it again. Wise men seek Jesus. And it starts a cycle of being wiser. You seek him. You find him. You learn something else about him. So you just became wiser. So you seek him again. You learn something else. You become wiser. So you seek him again. And it's a continual cycle. Have you got that? Wise men seek him. Hallelujah. Wise men seek him. <coughs> Say it again. Wise men seek him. Bible actually says to seek him early. Seek him early. See, God has a plan. God has a plan for our life. Let's go to John chapter 10, verse 10. God has a plan for our life, for each and every one of our lives, but the devil also has a plan. The devil has a plan for your life. Do you know there's, there's an ongoing battle for your soul? And it doesn't stop until you are in heaven. There's an ongoing battle for your soul, and it does not stop until you are in heaven. John 10, 10 says, The thief comes, cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and destroy. That's his plan. 
that's his plan for your life. He wants to kill you. He wants to destroy you. He wants to steal from you. But God has a plan for your life too. And it says, Jesus said, I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. The devil wants to kill you and steal from you and destroy you on this earth and take your soul to hell. God wants to give you life now, abundant life now, and take you to heaven. I think the choice is pretty obvious. But that that's exactly it. It's a choice. Choose life. God doesn't make the choice for us. It's a personal choice. We have to choose life. We choose to serve God. We choose to go after him. We choose to accept Jesus. See, the Bible says that no man comes to the Father except the Spirit draw him. You know, the Spirit, Holy Spirit draws people to God. You can feel that. You can feel the Spirit drawing you to God. But you don't have to go. You have a choice. You can dig your heels in and stay where you are. You have a choice. As Elder Eloise said, it's in Deuteronomy, that God said, I set before you life and death. Choose life. It's a choice. Even God told us what choice to make. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. See, I was telling these young people that they're valuable to God, that he cares about them, that he cares. Let's look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. This is for all of us. It says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. God created us in his image. It doesn't say that about any other creature on the face of the earth. As much as people love dogs, they're not created in the image of God. Cats, they're not created in the image of God. Man, kind, is created in the image of God. Jeremiah chapter 29. says, For I know the thoughts or the plans that I think towards you. This is what God says. Says the Lord, Thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. That word peace does not mean that you just live a comfortable life. The word peace actually means health, prosperity, and favor. A 
the thoughts of God, the plans of God for you are to keep you healthy, to keep you prosperous, and for his favor to be upon you. Verse 23. Not 23, 13. It says, and you shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. See, there's a, there's a step to that. There's a process to having the peace of God. And it's called searching for him with your whole heart. That's the process. Psalms 139, verse 14. See, I told this, I told y'all this. I don't know if I told y'all this, but the young people this, but you should listen at this. It says, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, that my soul knows right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was in secret, and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And in thy book, all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. How precious are thy thoughts unto me, O God! How great is the sum of them! If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. God cares about us so much that he wrote a book about us. Each one of you, each one of you young people, God wrote a book about you before you were ever born. He wrote a plan for your life before you were born. It says he thinks about you more than the number of sand, grains of sand on the sea. That's a lot of thinking. You know, nobody is a mistake. You hear that word used sometimes. You're not a mistake. Nobody's a surprise to God. He knew about you before you were ever formed in your mother's womb and he wrote a plan he says this is what I want for their life God cares Luke 12 verse 7 Luke chapter 12 verse 7 See, I told some of y'all that's in the Bible. But even the very hairs 
of your head are all numbered. <laughs> God cares so much about us that he even numbers our hairs. He knows when one falls out and he knows when a new one grows back. That's how much he cares about us. John three sixteen. Most everybody knows this one, but we're going to look at it. John chapter three, verse sixteen. It says, "For God so loved the world." That includes everyone. That includes everyone. That doesn't just include the people that serve him. When it says God so loved the world, that includes everyone. That includes the drug dealer. That includes the abusive husband or the abusive wife. That includes everyone. God loves them. It says that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Verse 17 says, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but the world, but that the world through him might be saved. God sent his Son to save us out of all the junk that the devil tries to bind us up with. Verse 18, he that believes on him is not condemned. But he that believes not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. See, Jesus came. That song, Mary, did you know? Talking about Jesus coming, Jesus being born. Jesus came and lived on this earth defeated the devil, was crucified, and resurrected so that we could have a relationship with God. So that our soul doesn't have to spend eternity in hell. He came to redeem us from the destruction of the enemy. Not just when we're saved, when we're raptured, but he came to redeem us from the destruction of the enemy now in this life and to save our soul from hell. I had a man been years ago. I was talking to him about Jesus. He told me, He told me, he said, he's going he's to drive his truck in hell and have a party. <laughs> you know, some people have the wrong concept of hell.
They think it's going to be one big party. No, that's a lie of the enemy. Matthew 25, 41 says, Then he shall say unto them on the left hand, this is God talking, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Hell is going to be an everlasting fire. Eternal fire. Revelations 21, verse 8. See, hell is a real place. Revelations 21, verse 8. It says, But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable, the murderers and the whoremongers, the sorcerers, idolaters, all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Hell is a real place. Jesus came so that we don't have to go there. That was the whole point of him coming, was to save mankind, to give them an opportunity to spend eternity with God. So if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, because the Bible tells us there's only one way to heaven, and that's to ask Jesus to be our Lord and Savior and to come in and live in us. If you don't know him as your Lord and Savior, I'll give you an opportunity this morning to come, and we will pray for you. If you know him as your Lord and Savior, but you want to know him more, I'm going to also give you an opportunity to come, and we'll pray for you there also. So if you don't know Jesus, if you don't know where you're going to spend eternity, if there's any doubt, if there's any doubt in your heart as to where you're going to spend eternity, that can be settled today. All you have to do is come. Because hell is a real place. It's a real place. Hallelujah. If you want to know Jesus more, if you want your life to be, if you want your walk with him to be closer. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name.